1: Welcome to the latest moments of the Brian Kilmeade show. This is Black Friday. So in my image, you're driving to the mall and you're looking for a space, and you're saying to yourself, It's so cold right now, is it too far to walk, or my better off is buzzing around? While you're doing that, why not just take in this whole hour of this show? John Chris, one of the funniest comedians out there. If you're not watching him on Instagram, you're watching him on stage, on a special, on YouTube, he joined us in studio two separate times. And Eric said again, Brian, remind me, we're gonna make this a best of show. And I said, Eric, John Christ, remember? And he said, yeah, I'll roll it now.
2: Hey coach, is there anything you want to change? I mean, I mean, I don't know what you want me to tell. That. Everybody's like, football is a team game. Okay, it's not a team game. Okay, I did my part. All right, I put in a great game plan. I mean, these players—they're horrible. These my players are no good. I mean, everybody's like, no excuses. I got—you know what—I got 22 excuses. 11 on my offense and 11 on my defense. Our offensive coordinator is terrible. He gets half of his plays off of Madden rookie mode. I mean, the guy is no good. In our offensive line, it's like Obama's immigration policy—let everybody through. Do we have a chance next week? No. We. We don't we're O and eight we're not good at football tried to recruit bigger better players to come play for us but they went to good schools i mean they're all talking in the locker room like we're a team we're in this together no matter what happens we're together like not me dude i'm out of here this team's terrible
1: that is that is the <laughs> uninspirational words of john christ there you go uh, one of america's hottest comedians nice enough to come here before coming by one nation which is going to air saturday at eight uh hey don't downplay this
2: don't say uh, that that's the main thing this is that this that this is the main thing so
1: you're worried that I'm gonna put down my own show. Yeah, you go. Hey, he's all coming
2: for Fox Nate, <laughs> but he's also he's like this is the charity appearance
1: if we were not live. I'd redo the whole open
2: Yeah, okay. right? yeah. <laughs> we well, are live
1: yeah, okay. Heard around the country around the world John, it's great to see you I've, I've to research your role. I've never had such a great time there you go. because you're all over YouTube Yeah, uh, you're all over the this thing called the internet, which I yeah. think is here to stay
2: thanks to Al Gore, right? Thanks, yeah. to Al Gore. Yeah it was before that
1: we had no way to communicate. Nah, on I ground. don't know. I, don't I had a know. word processor.
2: That's a you know like like comedies like like back in the Bible times, if, if something was like those stories, you just had to tell them right to the next generation. <laughs> Not you just had to tell them right, and you go, I don't know, this is what happened to Granddad, and that just. Right. Not anymore. Well, that's yeah.
1: how we got the Bible. It was like yeah. word of mouth for yeah. a few hundred years, right? You just
2: had to write, like, remember the story, right? And
1: now, yeah. do you think we even got close to the real stories? Because your dad's a pastor. Yeah. Do you think that, like, these <laughs> the names have well, been changed? So, like,
2: if you, if I, I, if you did, hey, John Chris does this football coach joke, and you, we didn't watch it, you told it, right at lunch. Yes. I would be like. No, it's not gonna that's work not good. Right, that's not how
1: because it is not, at all. Because you're not number one. You're not John Chris.
3: Yeah, and that's, that's you, the first thing I you should. You butchered learn. it. You right. butchered
2: it absolutely. Funny thing about that video is that uh, ESPN actually ran it on on SportsCenter, but they took out the Obama joke. You're kidding they, me! They, 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 hey, they, hey, can we have uh, rights to use this? And I go absolutely. And they took that joke out.
1: What year was that? Was it
2: here uh, opposite? That the time? was 2018. They took it out. But isn't that show
1: yeah. exactly what they that, do? Yeah.
2: Well, that's why. That's why comedy is so amazing. Comedy is so strong right now because you go, mm, that doesn't, that that's not right. Like you listen, like during COVID, and everybody's separated in their own homes, and they would tell you go. Mm, but you didn't have anyone else to like, be like, yeah, that seems what you're just by yourself, right? And they could just, they were like, you and you watching
1: Anthony Fauci, you go, yeah. whatever you do, don't wear a mask, yeah. What, yeah. And by the way, we're never gonna get vaccine in time, yeah. And this virus is never gonna be a problem here, yeah. And you're thinking to yourself, <laughs> <laughs> does, do we, does he not remember yeah. that we yeah, were watching
2: him that? early? Yeah, yeah. that's why I say they're like, they're like, what is, do you think? How's comedy doing? I was like, dude, we got so many great comedians, we got. Kevin Hart, Dave Chappelle, Anthony Fauci, like this. Ah. Guy. That's what I always say in my show, Did that you, guy's hilarious, dude. Well, he, he is, but <laughs> it's a lot of people are laughing. They worship at the at the altar of Fauci. I mean, can, how can you say it's tough to be a comedian? I mean, it, it's just you, all you have to do is just watch the news. It's unbelievable. Man. But but
1: see, I agree with you. But also, I heard it's tough to be a comedian now. When yeah. you see Dave Chappelle, many people think he's the gold standard in your business. yeah. yeah. And they're attacking him on stage. Tried to yeah. cancel him. Problem yeah. is, he can't be. Yeah. But they're attacking him on stage. They're yeah. still. I see like established comedians saying, "I got to talk to Dave Chappelle about getting right about transsexuals." So, <laughs> yeah. but well, do you look at that and say, "I better start lifting because people going to take a run at me"? I better
2: start lifting weights. Yes. Oh yeah. Like yeah, I got to yeah, yeah, survive,
1: yeah. or do you change your comedy? Well,
2: that, that well, the only people, the only time, well, not unfortunately, the only time people are ever offended is at truth. Right. I mean that. That's just a fact. You know, if it's not true. It's, it's not, not funny, and yeah, it's not but like people say stuff about me. is untrue on the internet. It goes, it doesn't, it does it just go. It, and they, like you think the comedians have all the power, the comedians have no power. The audience has, has all power. the power. So if you say something they don't laugh, you're done.
1: Well, wasn't the, it, wasn't a month ago with Dave Chappelle that sold out a famous arena yeah, 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 in yeah. Minneapolis? Yeah, and they go, yeah, we're uh, gonna cancel him.
2: Yeah, and well, then he just sold out across town. Yeah, I think he's doing just fine. Yeah, well, they, what the left doesn't understand is they. They played, they played into his hand of cards perfectly. Like he's that's they did exactly what he was hoping they would do. It's like go, I'm I'm gonna quit Netflix. I'm gonna oh you're gonna quit your job? Okay. And then all the he he has no social media, right? And he's just they're just carrying his message, and everybody goes oh you're gonna shut that down? Like when they so I think that one of the most powerful things that helped Trump is when they took him off Twitter, because people go wait. What's he have to say? Like, you, if you shut somebody's, like, voice, that's why comedy is so strong. You just come in there and make a joke and everybody just goes nuts.
1: And they took him off Facebook. Yeah. And they, and they say you could take the most powerful person. And by the way, other other leaders who hated Trump yeah. were totally were blown away that yeah. they did that. <laughs>
2: yes. And then. they you I- go. Well, that's concerning. So
1: we have Dan Bongino on the show, and he, they were Rumble once, uh, went uh, public. Okay. It's now Rumble, you go on, they have his own infrastructure. So now people are saying, okay, now you can't cancel me. I have my own infrastructure there. Yeah. Yeah,
2: So go ahead and try. So I think that alerted a lot of people. And if you, like, you don't understand how big these, like, you're like, oh, like NASCAR, no one goes to it. I'm like, I'm going to the race this weekend, there's (laughs) 225,000 people. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or, like, I know what, like, Jason Aldean, like, he's washed up. I go, dude, right? You just sold 75,000. Like, you understand, you think this is like a fringe group, it's not. That's what's wild about They're like, oh, these like hillbillies. I go, well. Not really. Yeah. Not really. John Christ
1: is here, outstanding comedian. You can follow him on Twitter yeah. at, at John. Sure. Uh, yeah. That, that would be
2: the first thing I promote. At okay. John B. Chris. Okay, <laughs> uh,
1: but John, yeah, you have a whole bunch of appearances coming up, yeah. don't you?
2: Yeah, well, yeah. The, we we are all across the country. I was just telling you before the break that it's like, like with Fayetteville, North Carolina, we were doing fifty, sixty shows in the spring, but they're all full. If they're uh, not full, they got tickets left, but they're all like. When did that happen for you? Uh, like to two thousand nineteen.
1: Right before the pandemic,
2: yeah, that's what we're like 2018 is when people started. Like, I go to the airport and they're like, "What's up?" And you're like, "Wait, what?" And they're like, "We saw your video." And then you go, "Oh." And what's great about that? Was the is,
1: video was special, or was it your YouTube? I mean, there's
2: multiple videos. The football one was one of them. But yeah, there's a football one, the Disney one, the uh, lot, a lot of the videos that you go, "Oh, I know that guy." And then you start to have, you're like a recognizable. And then you don't. I mean, I guess we have the social media that could that could. Uh, ban us but those those once you ban someone once you silence someone everybody goes i want to hear why did right. you ban him like that, that you think the banning is like going to silence somebody but it it's in nine times out of ten it does the opposite so
1: the so the john in 2019 is not politically correct uh, not politically correct in 2022 you no. have not changed yeah. anything no did you it's think the same. for a while you had to
2: when uh, you yeah lo- maybe maybe but then you realized the more like the more you say it the more people are like unified under it and then you don't have any like it's when if you have like a Netflix special Netflix can remove you yeah. but no but if you just go direct, social media just go direct to the people and so, they, like, I don't have a boss that could, you have a boss that can fire you. Maybe not. Right. Yeah, I'm this, too powerful. You own I'm this too place. Big, yeah, right? Let's go. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah, absolutely. And they're watching <laughs> on Fox Nation now, so I'm screwed yeah, for Fox going along with it.
2: Uh, thank you. <laughs> you and Godfell, you're unfireable. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh,
1: I think Godfell's Yeah, he's fireable. Yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah. Every I think
2: night might be his last. Right. Yeah. Except
1: for the ratings keep going up and yeah, the demo. Is yeah. that valuable when young yeah. people watch?
2: Yeah. Uh, when I say, yeah, when you say, hey, I walk down the street and they go, oh, that's the guy from TikTok. I go, <laughs> like it was like everybody like invited, like my mom's on Facebook. Like a biggest Facebook right. is my biggest social media, but then everybody goes, "That's the guy from TikTok." I go, "All right, I guess I'm the guy from TikTok."
1: What is your view on TikTok? We are going to talk about this on television, which is almost as important as radio. yeah, yeah well, uh, but what's your view on TikTok <laughs> because knowing that China's taking all your information. Yeah. And are they do you think China's behind us doing the silliest things possible that are oftentimes dangerous?
2: Uh t- what the, the, Does it does it worry you? A little bit. Well, the information, what's infor- what worries about me is the, is that the algorithm is so dedicated to you that you might not see what's going on elsewhere. Right. And you, you're only getting what they think. You, it's like an echo chamber. Right. But, I may, but they don't, with silencing people, I made a joke. Uh, I was on the, on the first tee box at the golf course on uh, July 1st, and I hit the ball, and my joke was, Pride Month is over. I can finally hit the ball straight again. Which is a joke.
1: Fantastic! It's
2: a, it's and then, but they took it down. They took it down. Yeah, TikTok, TikTok did. TikTok removed it. But but that's a, it's a pro. It's not a. You're making fun of like maybe the backwoods. I can't believe like right, right, right. It, But they don't understand how sarcasm. Works. The algorithm doesn't understand that.
1: So you don't think it's someone in Beijing. Who said, uh, we have I to. I mean, that would, that, would,
2: that, would, that would be tough. But if somebody's <laughs> in charge of it, and it's, it, it's not it's not going good. It's right. not. If you said, hey, the future of our nation, and you showed what's going on TikTok, you're like, well, this is not good. Right. Yeah. It, it,
1: it's, like to, it's like jackass yeah. uh, in very short bursts. Yeah. And we're going to talk about that on a medium. No, there's that's a lot going on over important. there
2: that's easy to make fun of. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So
1: you have no problem going on, even though you're a red, white, and blue guy, you have yeah. no problem going on That's TikTok. how you say that?
2: Red, you're a red, white, and blue guy. That's like the terminology that you guys use. Yeah, I like that. I'm a red, white, and blue guy.
1: How about patriotic? Yeah, there you, you go. Right. Yeah,
2: that, yeah. <laughs> okay, you're very judgmental, I thought, and no, I find that. I'm uh, a oh, red, white, and blue guy. Okay, I just never heard that before. Really? Yeah, that's a, that. That's like a. Will
1: yeah. you promise to use on stage with that? And you know, like no how uh,
2: Jesus, you know, Jesus would they trying to figure out who the other Christians were, he drew like half of a fish, and then the other guy would drew the other half, and then they knew. That's how they knew he was on the team. Really? I got that's I got to go to like family reunion. We're like, hey, dude, are you what red, white, blue guy? That's oh. how you know he's on the team. Yeah, I like well, that. You
1: know, some people get uh, red, look line, at that guy. as challenging. Yeah. as as uh, they set you off. Oh, by, yeah. by, by having a flag.
2: Yeah, isn't that well, kind of weird? Yeah that, yeah, that. Well, I don't know when, when that. Because you're in happened.
1: Nashville, you probably don't know what, anything oh. about that.
2: No, I know that. Yeah, I don't know when that happened. When the when the when it was like the the. It's like, a trigger. Yeah, which like I I always say like, hey, go. Go. We've been on a bunch of like mission trips for our church to, we, everywhere, and I go, well, like a comedy, a comedy would, a comic would just be like, well, in terms of supply and demand, I think everyone's trying to come to this one. Huh. I think, <laughs> right, the, the immigration, the border is from that one to this one, yes, not to leave. Yeah, everyone's trying to come here. There's a reason. Yeah, that's <laughs> a reason. I thought so. Uh,
1: <laughs> the people that are born here are the biggest critics. Suddenly, yeah. so. Uh, John, people should know a little bit about you. Third out of eight kids. Third out of eight kids. When did you realize you were not the favorite?
2: Uh, You know what? I got fired from uh, Chick fil A. I, that was the only place we were allowed to work. And? because <laughs> Because we were. They were closed on Sunday? Yeah, no, they were closed on Sunday. We were very, obviously, very Christian, very religious. My dad's a pastor, so that McDonald's, Burger King was right in there. We have nothing to do with that heathen right. establishment. I was saying you go in there Chick-fil-A.
1: I never drove past McDonald's Burger <laughs> yeah. King and thought to myself,
2: godless. No, yeah. But that's what no, you th- thought? Yeah, no, that's what my parents thought. Yeah, 100%. Right. Either yeah, pray for your food or So did there.
1: they think you are funny? Did,
2: uh, did they push for you to be. No 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 no, 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 no. no parent would ever be like, I want my son to be a comedian. It right. takes like years down the road, and then they see you're like, oh, he's got like a he's got like a Range Rover now. Like, how did he get, how did he get that? <laughs> right. And they still like. I mean, I'm like sold out shows from like coast to coast, and my dad would still like. I leave the house, he give me like twenty bucks to like <laughs> to like get a nice like really? fill your car up with gas, son. But I, that's a comedian is great at. It's like a comedian is supposed to be like an everyman, right? Like you, Kevin Hart is like. That guy flies private. He has security. But if you saw Kevin Hart, you'd be like, "Ah, what's up, dude?" Right? He's like your buddy.
1: Is he acting, or does he know where he came from?
2: Uh, so no matter no, how okay, rich no, you every, get, every comic, no comic is 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 too confident because it won bad set and that. Right. It's not like a, a an athlete or a musician. They can be up there. They don't need the crowd. Yeah, we, Brady
1: played bad this week. Yeah. You know he'll come back yeah. next
2: week. Yeah, but we if we I mean. There's if comics getting too confident and walking out on stage like you own the place, Done. it's over. It's over.
1: And do you ever catch yourself too? Yeah. Uh, after a big night and 2-2, two, two, the third night yeah. you go out and you're thinking to yourself, yeah. Uh, and do you what oh, do you, do? you
2: say? Well, dial I, it no back. No, it's not. Well, it's like it's like playing for your home. If you did an appearance, right? It, these are your people. But then you're like, hey, I'm gonna like. There was my buddy Andrew Schultz, who's a comedian, and I was I had the six o'clock show sold out. He had the eight o'clock show sold out. He's a buddy of mine. He goes, hey, stay for the 8 o'clock, and come on my show. So, like, 6 o'clock, I'm getting carried out of there with, you know, <laughs> into the streets, they're chanting my name, and then I they don't know me right. at the other one. And it's just different. It's just, it different. Did, 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 it's it's just a little different. Absolutely. They go, here's this guy, and they go, uh, uh, what, what's his name? Uh, How
1: many years did it take you before you didn't really want that $20 from your dad?
2: I still want it. Don't you get, get me wrong. I still want <laughs> the $20. You put it yeah, away in the same yeah, place? Yeah, uh, I mean... It took probably. I've started in two thousand nine, two thousand eighteen. So okay. 10, ten years. yeah, right. Then you started to be like, oh, I think I might be able to do it. But it, but you're the same. I'm guessing if you had a billion dollars, what would you be doing tomorrow? The same thing. That's what me, me right. the same. It's like you're more passionate about.
1: I might leave a little earlier. I might not do yeah. uh, John Roberts. Shit. Yeah,
2: you would still do the radio. You cut the TV, but keep the radio.
1: Now I do. Yeah. Now that you've been no. had me, you've changed my mind on so many <laughs> things. Uh, John Chris is going to be here uh, for one more segment. Yeah, all right. And we'll see how it goes. Uh, afterwards. And we'll see what we talk, we, we talk about in the break. Do you have any idea what we're going to talk about in the break?
2: Uh, I do not. You didn't prep me. Okay. Maybe me we, maybe we should remember Letterman, table.
1: Letterman said, I know, uh, Letterman said he never talked to anyone in the break. They said it unnerved people, but he oh, didn't yeah. want to
2: talk to people. Where are you, gonna, are you going to leave? No, I'm going to stay. Oh, and we're not going to talk to each other? We're sitting four feet from each other? We're not going to say a word to each we'll other? We'll see how it goes.
0: All right. Play back, it by ear. Back, yeah, like play, back in a moment. <laughs> the brian kilmeade show sponsored by crunch fitness interested in owning your own business in a growing 30 billion dollar industry check out crunch fitness at crunch.com more of the brian kilmeade show coming up Hey, it's Clay Travis. Join me for OutKick the show as we dive deep into a mix of topics. New episodes available Monday to Friday on your favorite podcast platform and watch directly on OutKick.com forward slash watch. Radio that makes you think. This is the Brian Kilmeade Show.
1: You know, Bud Friedman just died. He was 90 years old. He had all the improvs in, and then he put the improv on television. I had the improv on television and it changed everything. You know, you heard about Richard Pryor and David Letterman and becoming big stars uh, from the comedy clubs. And then the comedy clubs got big and they started televising them. And they looked at the comedy, the stand-up, and they said, we're going to get you a sitcom. Well, now the comedy clubs are great, but they're not necessarily new. And that's where great comedians go and people go for, to be entertained. I get it. But sitcoms aren't hot right now. So when John Chris comes out with this formula, I'm not saying he invented it, but he's certainly thriving on it, where he's able to go on YouTube, do these interstitials on Instagram and YouTube, do his specials, post it himself, make all the profit on the clicks. Then you say to yourself, I cut out Hollywood. I cut out the production companies. I don't need a sitcom. People aren't really watching network TV. So John Chris changed with the times. And now if the guy goes and wants to sell out an arena, he does that through his social media. He is his force, so to speak. He can be his own production house, his own marketing firm, his own publicity. And he earned it. This is all earned. If he's not getting clicks, if he's not getting followers, then he's not going to get the people in the seats. But that's what he's doing. That's why I think his book is going to do extremely well, not going through traditional ways. Although, as you know, he's been on One Nation twice. One Nation airs at 8 and 11 o'clock every Saturday night. So that's pretty cool. So I I know you like the beginning of John Christ. Now I think you want to learn a little bit more about John Christ, who is an outstanding comedian with a big, big religious background, grew up in the church, and he grew up with his dad as a pastor, and he decided to incorporate that into his act. This is Brian Kilmeade Show, Black Friday. Thanks so much for listening. More John Crist in a moment. All right, John Christ is back in studio. You're smart enough to have gotten Fox Nation. Uh he's a comedian, commentator. He's got this rich religious uh, knowledge uh because his dad was a uh, a minister, pastor, right?
2: A religious knowledge. That's a, yeah, it's not a degree or anything, but I just spent a lot of time in church. Yeah. You do.
1: Yeah. And you said you had this is I'll interesting. Take that. This is interesting. I spend my old family is from field to field. Yeah. Your old family, how many brothers and sisters do you have? Seven. Right, yeah. You didn't want to ballpark it. You get nah, I know yet. exactly stuff. You know yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You spent a lot of time in church, right? Yeah, a
2: lot of th- and, 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 and you, you know, loved it. Loved it. Yeah, the, the growing up in church is the best. You know the one thing I always taught you of course, don't murder. Uh, you know, don't steal and the third commandment was uh don't get a massage in the airport. Like well, you did. What they said <laughs> yeah. that is That's not come on, true, dude. Listen. That's I, in the Bible. Well, that is in the Bible has to be. Well,
1: I did not know that, that <laughs> early uh early man Okay, oh, I was that yeah. savvy about what the Wright brothers were able to pull off
2: yeah, and yeah, putting yeah. together
1: flight. Yeah. No, but you, you ah, don't ah, get a massage ah, in the airport, Oh, no, dude. dude.
2: <laughs> well, you know the all right. If you ever like go you're out of town. So we But I'm it, not
1: naked in the airport. I just go in the machine. I'm not but the They have the naked. Chair.
2: They do have the naked ones. That's crazy. In Dallas, Fort Worth, they have one.
1: Go in the back room, get naked, yeah. get a massage. Uh huh.
2: Yeah. Right. Well, the all right, so if you're out of town in like a new city where you go on tour, right? So you're in where oh, are you yeah. going? In Tulsa?
1: Yeah, uh, in
2: Brandon, Mississippi. Okay. What you can't do is just Google massage and go there. Right. You cannot do that. Do that, not do no. that because no. there you're gonna be on the news in the morning. <laughs> you cannot you I gotta was... look up a reputable place like go to a hotel right. that has like a spa or like you can't just be out here just I
1: I guess this is my reputation. Uh my family kind of sets me up. Okay. They know I like to get a massage, okay. and they'll get a massage. And then when I when I tell them I'm gonna get a massage, it's like, oh, okay, hot shot. Yeah, yeah we'll oh, go take yeah. care of yourself. Oh, you oh, yeah, a... I'll, I'll handle yeah. everything. You yeah. go get your massage. I'm like, wait, yeah. can you buy this for me?
2: Okay, ratings are well. dude. Right? I'm getting a massage. Dude. Right, yeah.
1: and if I get this, um, I go to that franchise Massage Envy. Yes, yeah,
2: he go to a, go to a franchise. <laughs> go to, a, go to <laughs> one to like, oh, I know of that one. <laughs> not the one where it's two in the morning, just blinking massage. No, no do not go to that one. See, this yeah. is a reputable one. Yeah, envy's good. they have
1: tax. They have. File their taxes, and yeah. everything. Yeah. But I envy anyone that can get an appointment because okay. every time I call them you they're like, "We don't. You have to make an appointment way ahead of time." But my schedule doesn't reflect no, that. Like, who's
2: working for you? I mean, what? You, you can't get this guy. Drop some names. These <laughs> don't work for me. Hey, Brian work me. Brian you coming through. Do you yeah, have the, yeah. do
1: the people that work for the people that work for you, John Chris. Yeah. Like enterprises? Are you enterprises? Uh,
2: John, John Chris Entertainment. Entertainment. I like John Chris Enterprises. That sounds better though. Do you want to change it? That sounds like multiple. There's multiple things. It's not just me posting on TikTok. He's got everything. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Chris Enterprises is not just a guy posting on TikTok in the airport.
3: All
1: right, so we play the airport one. Should we do the NASCAR one? Or do you not think that NASCAR is funny?
3: No, I mean, they are all
1: hilarious. I'm right here, dude. I'm right here. right there.
2: What do you mean you don't think it's funny? Well, she'd be honest. She's honest with you. She goes, nah, this one's not that
1: funny. (laughs) (laughs) No, I pulled all of the very funny. They're all great, but as far as working for radio.
3: No, they're all fantastic, you know, we oh, can play they got to
2: work for radio. That's right. No, but yeah. it's
3: edited down, so it's like what you would. I mean, John can probably pitch it. Because we've already played
2: the soccer golf, yeah, which a is a fantastic. The irritated weatherman, yeah. which I think is awesome. I mean, I got thousands of them, but yeah, yeah.
1: So, do you mean you just have an idea, you just do it, and you, you yeah, almost you forget usually, about it?
2: Just, well, it, once I press publish, it's kind. Of my, I'm already on to the. I sometimes I see them, but somebody goes, "That's my favorite video." I go, "I forgot I made that." Wow. It just makes so many videos. About All right, her, like, so we'll forget yeah.
1: about video. I'm going to have you comment on what's wow. going on. You oh, know, I'm know what I'm going to have to do? I think it's a great idea, which you should have come up with, Allison. I shouldn't have come up with my own. Yep. Who pulled the shack? Who pulled the shack tape? That was me. That was you. Okay, you're great. Welcome. So what do you do? And this is going to be your problem when you have children.
2: Yeah, okay. You, you're so children. famous. Yeah.
1: And you're so rich.
2: Yeah. Oh, what Thank about you? You. How are your kids going to grow up not being entitled? Yeah.
1: Listen to how Shaq, who's very similar to you, been compared to him. Okay, this is how he handles it. Cut thirty-nine.
0: Because I believe in respectable nepotism. You know, I was with the Miami Heat one day, and an article came out: the grandmother left leaves the son two hundred fifty million dollars. Right, so I I didn't think nothing of it because it's a rich family. So I go in the locker room one day to shoot, and this kid's on his knees scrubbing the bathroom floor. And I'm looking at him I'm like, hey, man, didn't your grandmother just give you 250 minutes? Yeah, but dad wants me to start from the bottom. So he had to do that. He was picking up jocks. And he was, you know, he started in the marketing department. And now I think he's the vice president. Once I saw that, I was like, you know what? That right there is respectable nepotism. Because the kid went to Duke. His grandma gave him 250. He could have been like, I'm not doing anything. But his dad said, nope, you start from the bottom. So that's that's what I also teach my kids. So how do you feel about this? Is that responsible?
2: Uh, I mean that's that's not really starting from the bottom. There's like a huge net below if you that's not
1: re- Like the G League would be yeah. truly starting from the bottom. But
2: you got to try out. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Like some guys are like can Rucker Park. That's the like you, Right, you, you
1: clean can't. the court in Rucker Park.
2: Yeah, and if he doesn't if he doesn't that doesn't if he's just like ah, I don't want to do this anymore. He's like I know I got cuz you have when I started comedy, I I, t- I say it's like a, the uh, aircraft carrier I had a, I had a 9 to 5 job and then you go you know when the the air that yeah. goes and then it's it's almost hits the water and then it, right. That's a two hundred fifty million dollar net is like, but
1: John, you give me, it a shot. Okay, how about this scenario? Your dad's not a pastor; he's a yep. comedian. He's Robin Williams.
2: Okay, my dad's Robin Williams. You want to be a cof- live comedian? <laughs> my goodness, Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> All right, there you go. So he <laughs> was good though, right? Yeah, he's great. Yeah. yeah, one of the prolific. Yeah. So
1: your dad's a comedian. You start yep. working your way up, yep. but your dad owns a club too. Yeah.
2: So and he owns a club. He owns a club. Yeah.
1: Does John Chris Jr. Yeah, not go to the club. No, he uh, goes to
2: the club. I would say my dad would probably make me go by a different name. So oh, I'm not would. Like no, I'm not like Robin Williams Jr. Right. I just got to do like my name Scott, and then the, the crowd will know
1: Scott Christ.
2: Yeah. Because a lot because of because
1: your dad would never name someone Scott. But a
2: lot of those guys, a lot of those like uh, NASCAR drivers and stuff like that, like the, it, they're a junior, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Yeah. You know, Allensor Jr. Dale Earnhardt Jr. Because what do their dads do? Drive. Yes. They drove. So as soon as they get in that car, they're miles ahead of the guy that d- his dad didn't drive because they know they've seen it. They know what success looks like.
1: Because you can't pretend Shaq can't pretend he's not ridiculously rich. And he also and by the way, he he is enterprises. He yeah. does
2: everything. He is Shaq is enterprises. You see him on TV every other commercial. Every,
1: but and he's good. He's like great. these are yeah. semi these are semi yeah. entertaining commercials.
2: But the worst, I would say the worst is when the nepotism and the the kid is like not good that's bad like Michael Jordan junior is like like, he's not good. <laughs> I know. That's that's even worse, because you're like, I just wish I was just, like, a guy, like, trying to play basketball. You
1: know, I heard Gaddafi's son wanted to be a <laughs> know
2: Wanted to be a what? You want to write this down? <laughs> right. So, Gaddafi's son wanted to be a pro soccer player. You know how player. we were doing, like, entertainment and sports, and now you're just like, okay. so,
1: so, Gaddafi's son wanted to be a soccer player. I'm going, wait a second. Okay. He was at his dictator best. Like, this yeah, was yeah. Gaddafi before, his he was, height. before he was killed by his people.
2: At his height, yeah. So,
1: his son was, and they're like, can someone tell can we can we tell his dad he's
2: terrible? Oh, he wasn't good. He
1: wasn't good. Oh, I mean, yeah, better yeah. than Mo, like better yeah. than the average. He's he's better than club ball. Yeah, but he yeah. should not have been playing pro. But they kept him on the team.
2: You got because yeah, you got to keep him. On the <laughs> you got to keep like, the hey, dictator son hey, of the team. <laughs> yeah, if it's in your country, <laughs> right? You're keeping. him I bet, dude. You don't if, really even think the analogy works because yeah, well, it. if he goes, to, I would just imagine him going to like the rival countries, right, and, dude. The hell that those other crowds would give him. Right. Could you imagine? He would have Wait, to this be his greatest Is as real. As real. As This is a real story?
1: Oh, yeah. Gaddafi's son was pro, and he was just <laughs> he not. That should not have been a pro. You're it's
2: like, a, dude, you, you can't And you know somebody. a lot about
1: sports. You did not know this?
2: <laughs> no, I did not know that. That's unbelievable. Are you yeah. not a soccer fan? I, I, I'm a uh, uh, U.S. soccer fan. Right. Nashville FC and obviously the World Cup teams. Hey, Nashville FC does well, right? Huge. We're doing, Yeah, we just qualified with the playoffs. How did you know that? Is this your first year? What are the call letters of the Nashville station? We don't have one. Oh, no, we, we don't have one, right. Yeah, yeah you're out of that one. Are right. you yeah. yeah, fair on that not, one? Yeah. Not only that. That was uh, the most impressive thing last time. He knew he knew everybody.
1: Right. I will say this. It hurts that you brought that up that oh, I'm not on Nashville because we'll I get you
2: in there. How do you do that? It's all it's all your people down there. I know. You would think you know that, that they'd be people, begging me. You know what our people are? You remember this from last time? You know what our people are? You know what you call me? You remember that? What did I call you? Big red white and blue guy. Yeah. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah. like that? I took that. I've been using it have last you? 2 weeks.
1: So you writing your book and I haven't through all of it yet. But you writing your how book it's not out yet. About a hundred pages. <laughs> okay,
2: so, no, I saw you reading it at the but break. It's, but
1: it's not out. It's not out yet.
2: That's right? no, out next week, seventeen. Right, and yeah. you, they handed it to you on the set. It's for pre- you. That's the first time I ever saw it. So you, you got put, it before me.
1: Is, should, I not, should I not talk about? Uh, do, you, do you care if I talk about some stuff in the book?
2: We're already in it. I mean, you can't. Yeah, yeah, I could back out yeah, you now. Can t- no, yeah, yeah we you could can roll a commercial. Yeah, no, no, let's go to commercial. All right, how about this? So you can talk about anything you want. I
1: did not know you needed to see somebody else do religion on stage in Los Angeles at the Comedy Magic Club for you to call yep. in. with What your background, your religious background, you thought True to yourself, sure. in Los Angeles, I'm not going to bring up religion. Yeah. No one's going to know what's going on. Yeah. So tell me, th- this woman's killing. Killing. And she's talking about Moses and the burning bush. Yes. Why was that a revelation for you?
2: Okay, because I, I grew up in church, and I always thought we were like a like a, a sequestered community. Like, to, like we would drive to our church, and we would pass 20 churches on the way, and my parents like, don't, these aren't. These don't even are, look. Don't even look at them. They, like, <laughs> hey, they have pe- that youth group has pizza. Don't even. We're not even. Yeah. They raised their hands over there. We don't. Nah, we're going to ours, right? right. You were just. I was homeschooled, very sheltered, so I started telling these jokes about about growing up in church. Like I would do a joke like, "Just because your kid's named a Bible name doesn't mean he's going to be a good kid." Because I am pretty sure in sixth grade, a kid named Jesus stole my bike. It's right. Like a, everybody, if you don't have to be a Christian, absolutely, to know that, you're and like, you will worry that no one's going to have the fundamentals. Yeah, but then, but then, I mean, if you go outside, to, if you go down a New York City, would everybody know who David and Goliath is? Sure. Yes. Would everybody know the Christians meet on Sunday morning? Sure. And go and give money. Right. And, and
1: seventy million Christians in this country, so you yes. figure the
2: odds are good. And now you go up, at maybe, in New New. I'm in New Jersey this weekend, it'll be a little, like, you're not going to do a Father Abraham joke like you would down in Birmingham, Alabama. Right. It's more of a tradition down there. But I thought in L.A., you know, these people are...
1: Comedy Magic Club.
2: Yeah, and I go, there's no way, and this girl was doing a joke about Moses, and, and you say it in a way, like, if you go to, like, a... I mean, there's, you know, black comedy shows, uh, Muslim comedy shows, gay comedy shows, Middle East. There, there's, there's a lot of themes of comedy shows, and if you weren't that specific uh you weren't that specific uh market right. you would it, you wouldn't love it but you would get it right for the most part and that
1: and that was a revelation because then yes. you started say the same funny stuff you wanted funny stuff about you about you me you heard Seinfeld yep. talking on an interview and you so got, the yep. thing that's going to make you unique is talking, talking about, about your about story
2: you. that's it, like it, Jim Gaffigan has a bit about uh you know growing up catholic having six having six kids and uh, trying to steal cake at night when his kids are sleeping no one can steal that right that's his joke. Yeah. So if I talk about being homeschooled and working at Chick-fil-A, like, you can't steal that. You're like, that's John's joke. You, oh, yeah. Because he, you lived it. He, yeah, you lived it. You speak directly from your perspective. And then I just started doubling down. I and, go, I'm just going to do, I'm going to talk about me. And that's when my career took off.
1: And did it help you? Does it help you become a better person as you, like, as you expose yourself to the audience? That gains an attachment to the audience. I oh, feel 100%. like they know
2: you, right? They go, yeah, there's a lot of guys that I see that are, like, just joke, 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 joke. joke. And be like, we don't know him. Like I bet when right. people see you on the street, they like hug you, right? And you're like, yo, I don't. I'm forget. Yeah, I'm not okay. a big hugger. I'm <laughs> a half Irish. Have oh, it's no, it, but it, it kind of goes it. both ways because you love massages but don't like hugs. So I'm I'm gonna call you. I'm right. gonna call you on that. I'm one. I'm living but. a double life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how do I do this? How am I pulling this off? I don't. Off? I don't like physical touch at all. I'm gonna go get her a massage. <laughs> like, no hugs. I have to get in touch too.
1: with myself because yeah. I don't even realize how I really feel.
2: Yeah, you don't. Know, yeah, I was like, well, I, once, I heard the last time you got a massage, you started crying in there. I that like, that's is not.
1: That yeah. is not true, <laughs> and I know that's not true because my masseuses what is plural for masseuses? Maasai?
2: Maasai. Uh, Mas- <laughs> she's not saying a word, dude. Right. She's like, I'm, I will say that like, New topic.
1: They, they sign a confidentiality agreement. They do. Like, much, much like Trump. Don't. Much like Trump. <laughs> Trump. had everybody sign a confidentiality. Yeah. He, like, knows. Things are going to go off the hook here. I have
2: people that, uh, like, if they come with me on the tour bus for the weekend. Right. Like another. <laughs> they're signing they're, They have to sign. Yeah. Have, but if you, like, someone that comes to clean my house. You can't be asking people to sign an NDA for that.
1: I think Trump does. That's like,
2: that's like Drake does. <laughs> he does if you, do yeah. that? Drake, If you come over to Drake's house, you got to put your keys in the basket and sign an NDA to go into his house. When we come back. We need to get on that level. Drake. Me and you. Me and you. Yeah, we need to go on that level. I don't see it happening. That's the, oh, if I'm John Chris Enterprises, that's <laughs> yeah. what I gotta do. And
1: you can hire. Yeah, lot. I gotta hire. Yeah, John Much Chris more Enterprises. John John Chris Entertainment barely making it. Yeah, not he, no Enterprise NDAs. Enterprises, yeah. too big. <laughs> Enterprise. you, know, you can't even know
2: everybody. Hug. <laughs> oh, if you give me a hug, NDA. sign it. Dude. Back in a moment. Hey, excuse me, was your ex by any chance a four-count chicken nugget meal? Because I can tell that you were never satisfied. Yeah, what's up, girl? Ladies call me Chick-fil-A because I'll always satisfy you, and I was founded on Christian principles. Girl, me and you were made for each other, like a homeschool van in a Chick-fil-A parking lot. Excuse me, um, are you Chick-fil-A sauce? Because you're my first choice. Girl, you treat me wrong, and I'm a chicken biscuit after 10.30. Not available. What's up? You want a strip? Chicken strip. I meant chicken strip. Chicken strip. Hey, girl, listen. I know a lot of guys are, like, lining up to date you, but honestly, I'm like a Chick-fil-A mobile order. I can skip the line. (laughs) You can't spell love without I and you. Oh, wait, you can? Oh, okay, well, I'm a Chick-fil-A cow, okay? I can't spell. Girl, you can call me a Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich wrapper bag because I am... still good in the morning no because i went home after our date and stayed at my house then i came back in the morning we went on a second date and it was still fun that's what i meant yo what's up girl they call me chick-fil-a chicken soup christian and good for the soul oh sure yeah we can go to dinner and a movie but i got morals okay i'm like the chick-fil-a store hours nothing good happens after 10.
0: This weekend, check out Brian's new show on Fox News Channel. Because apparently he's cheaper than infomercials for non-stick pans. That is not true. (laughs) Chill out, Gutfeld. That really hurts. One Nation with Brian Kilmeade. Saturdays at 8 p.m. Eastern on Fox News Channel. More of Brian coming up. The more you listen, the more you'll know. It's Brian Kilmeade. At a White House event, President Biden asked if Representative Jackie Walorski was in the audience, asking, where's Jackie? Apparently forgetting she died last month. <laughs> President Biden on Friday attended a formal ceremony welcoming Justice Ketanji Brown-Jackson to the Supreme Court, said Biden. And where's Justice Ginsburg? Ruth, come on up here! <laughs> that was pretty funny, right? From That's SNL. Funny to, yeah. Right, I mean, they, they had
1: some moments, but they just refused to do the other side. John
2: yeah. Christ is with us here. I like when they, t- when the, the the uh press secretary try to explain away that one right. that's my favorite it's like that's like i should come off i should come off and just i should we should just play those as stand up and you don't have that to say is anything. unbelievable humor
1: and when what she said essentially was well you have to understand the president had her on top of just mind. unreal because yeah. we know he, everybody knows he screwed up everybody knows that like he, he forgot she say, was hey, dead
2: hey you're right you just – a refusal. To just the, the doubling down is just – And evidently, it's,
1: even the Washington Post was asking her, listen, we all know you're <laughs> not showing the truth. Fine. Like, I don't even want to do this, but you're <laughs> yeah. making me ask you a tough question. That's
2: like someone's like, hey, hey, should we get, like, the booster? You're like, yeah, you should get it. You're like, still.
1: <laughs> still. I mean, well, yeah. Someone
2: just say, like, hey, we well, might have
1: – How yeah. about this? The, um the Coast Guard guy gets praise from the President of the United States. Like he okay. went out there in the in the middle of a hurricane, 14 foot waves, yeah. and he saved countless people. He's a great man. It turns out he's being fired next week for not getting the vaccine.
0: <laughs> so he yeah. gets cold. That's true. Next totally
1: true. Next week he will get the vaccine. This Done. this stud Yo, that is my. a hero should be wearing a cape, is getting fired for their vaccine. And by the way, the guy that back when I when I confronted uh, Admiral Kirby, Admiral yeah. Kirby was in quarantine. Yeah, he's got four shots. He got the virus, and of he's co- yeah, firing yeah, this guy it, yeah. who's saving people
2: in a hurricane. <laughs> then yeah. we know how a vaccine works. I just yeah. want you to hear this, and right, I want to get your reaction. I'm ready.
1: Joe Biden's got a problem trying to relate every story to and make some things to make it more relatable. Tell me, tell me if you hear this. Oh no. And so I, uh, I uh, was sort of raised uh, in the Puerto Rican community at home, politically. So he's trying, He's in Puerto Rico trying to relate to them. Was raised, he was raised in Delaware, yeah. where he says there was a disbordered amount of Puerto Ricans. They looked it up. There was no, there was <laughs> oh, absolutely no Puerto Ricans. <laughs> like, like, don't say would anything.
2: Make... Don't say, just don't say anything. <laughs> Have you ever met someone that had to put himself in the center of every story? If, you know, someone from, if someone from the right did that, it oh. would, they would be canceled. Well, we, I was raised Puerto Rican.
1: Wow, that was John Chris. I love that guy. In fact, he wrote me a message. He watched one of my shows. America Great from the start, which is going to be streaming on December 2nd on Fox Nation. And he gave me some notes of different ways I could start the show and different things to include. Uh, and that he did not have to do that. On a Sunday afternoon, calls me, knows I'm going to have a show that night. So that's what a great guy he is. And he'll be back in studio, back on TV. Don't forget, watch One Nation Saturdays at uh, 8 o'clock. Repeat it again at 11. Uh, and make it a great Black Friday, everybody. One Brian Kilmeade, thanks so much for listening on this Thanksgiving, The Brian Kilmeade Show. Uh, with me uh, this hour is going to be one of the funniest comedians out there. You've seen them all over Gutfeld, Jamie Lissau. So he came in and visited a couple of times. It was so good. Eric said, I'm going to make this the best of. So let's roll it. Jamie Alaska
3: Alaska's a weird place. We get um, sometimes of the year, it will be only one hour of daylight for the entire day. And some people don't like that. And I go, dude, that's my favorite. It's my favorite time of the year. I just feel so, like, productive. <laughs> you know, like, man, what, what I do today, I did stuff all day today. Yeah, from sunup to sundown. <laughs> yeah, I was working till the wee hours of the afternoon all day today, just doing it, <laughs> getting stuff done. And that is uh, Jamie Lissow. Is that the way you pronounce your name? Uh, yeah, I say Lissow. A lot of people say Lissow. Oh, you, you, so In, I should say it right. Lissow. Including Godfather. Yeah, maybe uh, I've been saying it wrong.
1: Right, I never thought about. It. I never thought you'd take the blame, <laughs> uh, Jamie. Great to see you. That was you doing stand up, and yeah. people see you all over Gutfeld now. Now, Gutfeld show was I loved it when it was Red Eye. Same, right? Were you on it when it was? I Eye? was. A, I did yeah. Red
3: Eye like forty times. So
1: describe the difference from when you did Red Eye with Gutfeld as as Jamie Lissow. Yes. As a, as opposed to what he calls you Lissow.
3: Uh huh. Right,
1: and as opposed to
3: this show, the biggest difference, Brian, is that people are watching the new show. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's uh,
3: But it's kind of funny though, man Because I did Red Eye so many times I met Gutfeld They did an audition At Gotham Comedy Club in New York To find comedians that would go on Red Eye And I did a set And I was like, okay I wasn't, Was he like, there? Gutfeld was there I didn't know Didn't know him at the time And I did my set And then afterwards There was like a bar next door And he came up to me And he goes, dude He's like, um I don't know if he even remembers this But he goes People keep coming up to me Saying good set They thought we were dressed exactly alike. We both had glasses on and these like blazer things, and that's how we met. Was that people were telling him wow. he was funny, which was like a compliment for me, you know? So I guess I did okay. And then I did that show. I went on to, you know, we became good friends, and I probably right. did it like forty times. But I
1: remember Red Eye used to beat Anderson Cooper seriously. And it, I mean, their ratings were really good. It got crazy, right? Yeah. It got crazy, yeah. So, and because no one really knew what you were doing though,
3: right? It was. I mean, that stuff was really racy. It was the Wild West, right? It was amazing, and but it wouldn't it was the most fun but it, well, i'll tell you as a as a comedian it really got me used to cameras giant cameras used to freak me out red eye 40 times it's like it's just easy you know how it is with your own show like all yeah. of a sudden you you almost love the camera you start to play with like you become more comfortable and so red eye really did that for me and then but no but it didn't make an impact certain things don't impact the comedy club audience—it's very strange. Like that was a great show. I have a Netflix series. I have, I'm in two seasons of a Netflix original show, and people watch what? it. It's called Real Rob with Rob Schneider. All right, but it's not like I've no, you know I go to comedy clubs and some people will come, but it's not like filling up because of the Netflix show. You never know what will do that. Gutfeld will do that. Wow. So I did. I came back. My like re, resurgence with Gutfeld was like six months ago, and I did one spot one night. It was great flew in from Alaska, and that weekend I was opening for Rob Schneider. And after the show, this guy comes up and he goes, oh, dude, I, I came because you mentioned you were going to be here on Gutfeld. I'm like, you did? And then soon there was a <laughs> line of people, and like 50 people right. paid like 40 bucks. I'm the opener. I'm doing 15 minutes to come see me open for a guy. Right. And I was like, this is interesting. And then we just, you know, I, I started being out every two weeks, then every week, and then, and now... Dude, Brian, it's it's. I've been doing comedy for twenty five years. I did the Tonight Show in two thousand one. You did. That's how old I am.
1: So who was host
3: Leno? Leno. All right. But it's been a long time. Yeah. Of pretty mediocre. Like I did well, okay. Did you kill? Did you kill on uh,
1: the Tonight Show? Did you best I've ever had. Right. In my whole life. And and the next day was wasn't that transformational.
3: It was just a Wednesday. That was it. It did. It did. It really? wasn't. That blows me away. Do, you have to. I don't know if you ever heard. Uh, I love Steve Martin. In his book, he he sort of describes how I thought, oh, I came in on the school where the Tonight Show didn't impact it like it used to, where you would just do once. And he said he did Carson like twenty times before he started filling up. Even for him, it like took a minute. Like it, wow. de- it depends. He was filling out uh, arenas. Yeah. Then yeah. he was. Then, yeah. he, then it got crazy. Right. But yeah, man. This the. The Gutfeld thing's been amazing. And then when you do, I've been doing comedy for 25 years. Like, I worked, like, really hard at it, even when no one knows who I am. And so now I have people. I was in St. Louis last weekend. Right. I didn't know if that was going to be a Gutfeld audience. Sold out four or five shows. They all already know. By the way, we have a
1: huge station, KFTK, in St. Louis. So we're national. Uh, And that was probably uh, the, it's it's one of our most coveted affiliates. They are really into Fox and obviously.
3: Man, I did the funny bone in St. Charles. Town. What a town. What supportive people. And then you're doing comedy, and people already know. They already know I'm divorced because Greg makes fun of me all the time. And right. so you're. it's almost like stand-up comedy is harder than being funny with your friends because there's no context. Like right. all the jokes with your friends are because we all know what happened last yeah, yeah, year yeah, yeah, and this yeah. guys a drunk. And and going on stage when they know you from Gutfeld is like that as opposed to building something from scratch. Like they all already know. Dude, it's I can't, I'm, it's I'm, totally
1: I'm, different, right? So when people yeah. come in the audience, for example, if they come to watch Gutfeld, they actually got tickets, even though it's free, and they took time out and they came to Manhattan, they waited two hours. So they're going to be ha- they're cheering for you, yes. As opposed to you go to Gotham Comedy Club with Chris Mazzilli and you walk in there, and the you name you're not famous yet, yep. And those people said, I paid my money, you better make me laugh. It's so so dramatically different.
3: Hundred percent. Right. Sometimes I feel like <laughs> in New York. They want... You got to earn it. Right. Like, you and really got to earn it. you're from
1: Alaska. It. Do you have any idea what New York was like when you got here?
3: So I grew, grew up in Rochester, New York. Oh. Barely made it to the city, though. We, we were always told it was dangerous and scary. We never... We were kind of poor. We never, like made trips down here. And so I was, I was pretty familiar. By the way,
1: the criminals always go for the poor. <laughs> <laughs> you know, know that. Yeah,
3: you can have my wallet. Put something in it.
1: Right. Uh, so it'll be great. So Rochester, by the way, I spent a lot of time researching Frederick Douglass. Oh, is that
3: right? Is he all, do you know he's all over Rochester? You know I do lived know there. that.
1: Did that matter to the people of Rochester?
3: I would say it didn't matter as much as, uh, it's like George Eastman. George Eastman Ge- because? The, uh, the Kodak. Oh, Eastman Kodak. That was the big. Right. Because I don't know anything about, I, I'll be honest with you, I, the only reason we all know George Eastman is because he just did a lot of stuff, there's like a lot of stuff around, and they go, oh, George Eastman did that, you know, like, like a little museum or a, uh, you know, well, he, his house is now yeah. a, you can walk in and look around and stuff.
1: You know, it's pretty amazing, and this may not be funny, but I think it's noteworthy. So that's my whole act, by the way, right.
3: that's why I say <laughs> that when nobody be, laughs. It might not no- be funny, but it's noteworthy. It was noteworthy, though,
1: right, yeah, guys? I learned a lot from him. Uh, <laughs> some, somewhat of a seminar. Not as many laughs as
3: any other comedians. Yeah, I just tell him it's so, a TED talk if it's not going so, good.
1: Right. So my daughter, who's 19, uh, she goes, she goes, I can't wait. I go, what? She goes, I took pictures on a disposable camera and I waited a month. I forgot what pictures there are. I can't wait to get them back and find out. Oh. I go, what are you talking about? I go, she goes, it's going to be great. So, like, me and my friends, like, when are you going to develop those pictures? Wait, you act like this is an event. She had no wow. idea. The first time she ever went to a place to get pictures dropped off. Now, number wow. one, I should expose her to other things. It's bad parenting a little bit. I'm exposing myself, but number two is their focus on like the surprise of like I remember that picture as opposed to yeah. picking up your
3: phone. That's Talk a- about culture and generational. In your, we they do miss a lot of those fun. Jo- you might I I ever went to a wedding where they put disposable cameras yeah. on every table. What a cool thing. Right, that doesn't happen probably anymore <laughs> because we're all just documenting. But by the way, how it? many people did things irresponsible without cameras? Yeah, there's a there's a couple of shots in there that are not family right. friendly. So when did you realize your divorce was okay to kid around about? Uh, my ex-wife is the coolest. Ch- like we have a great relationship, and what I loved about her was her sense of humor. From the start, right, and her parents were gigantic Fox News and Gutfeld fans. When I started doing Red Eye, they were they couldn't believe even that though I was you on were Fox divorced. News. Yeah, so that I'm sorry, I'm, I'm a terrible storyteller for being a, a, <laughs> a, a comedian, <laughs> but that was noteworthy, right? Yes, it was. So like, I start when I first met her, and like I was meeting her parents and trying to impress them. Being on Fox News was huge It scored like all these points Because they are such fans right. Of Gutfeld and Fox News And then so Fast forward we get divorced She she totally gets it Like she gets comedy And she has a great sense of humor And so it was like Do whatever you want Right out of the gate But I will tell you That clip they played Which makes me cringe Hearing my own voice Right um, Any clip would have made me cringe Just no, It's not a producer's fault I just can't listen to my right. own comedy So don't take it personal. But honestly. that uh, That Clip is from this thing called Dry Bar Comedy. Have you ever heard of this? No. So what happens is you go to, they call you up and go like, would you like to do a dry bar special? And you go, sure. And then they fly up and they pay a little bit of money and you do a half hour special in Salt Lake City where the entire audience or high 90% is Mormons. And the only requirements are you have to be so clean. And I don't mean like, of course, no F words. I mean, you can't say the other butt word, the A word for, but, like, you couldn't possibly say that. They told me not to mention I was divorced. They felt like that wouldn't be good either. You can't say, you certainly can't say, oh, my God, I can't believe. Can't say, oh, my God. Like, I right. mean, this is, like, this is some real. <laughs> so I, I, and that's not me, really. Did you know this? Did you know the rules before you got up there? I did, and I thought okay. about not doing it. I thought, I try, I, a couple times I go, I don't know if this is for me. And the guy goes, it's fine. It'll be a challenge, and it'll be great. And I go, okay. So I get there, Kilmeade, and, um. They go. I do it. And it. I was. They were. They're helping you by telling you right. you can do whatever you want up there. But they're kind of going. It's going to really get our crowd oh. if you do it this way. You can do whatever you want. We'll bleep it out. We won't show. But like we're telling you, if you do it this way, you'll do good, and the crowd is amazing. And then afterwards, we're on a conference call, and they release your special. It goes on Amazon, and they go, "What do you want to call it?" And I go, and I'm on a conference call with like nine people, and I go, "What if we call it?" Jamie Lisso tries not to say the F word. And they go, no, we can't. (laughs) You can't say that. And I go, okay. And I go, what about if we call it, um, is it Mormon here or is it just me? (laughs) And they go, no, we can't. We can't call that. So they end up calling it something, whatever. It's called like something awesome. Jamie on stage. Yeah, it's just they picked a thing. But what's funny is sometimes, like I was walking through a mall last weekend, true story, with with another comedian friend of mine, Josh Need, and we're walking. This couple comes up and they go, we can't believe you guys are in this mall. And I go, it's got to be Godfeld, right? They must know me from Godfeld. And I go, oh, where do you know us from? They go, they go, dry bar. And me and my friend both have like big dry <laughs> And they go, what are you doing here? We go, oh, we had a show tonight. They go, you got, this is amazing. You don't know how this is crazy. We're walking through the mall. We see two of our favorite dry bar comedies, the craziest thing ever. They came to the show. My friend was opening. I was closing. He was doing 30 minutes. They left within three minutes because they think that our acts are this crazy clean Mormon thing, but they're not. That was just for that <laughs> one <laughs> night. <laughs> and my friend's Joe, he's very clean, but right. all, I, he did some joke about. it Yeah, he did joke about, like, I swear it wasn't dirty. Like, it was like, he was looking at an ultrasound and the baby's legs were open and he's like, oh, I hope it's a boy. I don't want it to be, you know, some kind of, that was it. And they got up and walked out and wow. they, they left.
1: Well, I know Ainsley uh, was uh, one of the panelists. I don't know if you were there. Ainsley Earhart oh, yeah. was on Gutfeld. Were you on with her? I was not. Well, she brought her Eight-year-old or seven-year-old, she he she lasted like three minutes, right? She had to quickly yeah. be escorted out by ushers that we didn't have. But so, so Jamie, we're going to find out if you, in fact, oh, there's um, Mark Zuckerberg. We should actually play that
3: for you. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'd love to hear that. Is he's that talking to Joe
1: Rogan. Yeah, he's talking to Joe Rogan. He opens up, I guess he's trying to bond with him, mm-hmm. but he says he does mixed martial arts and he loves wrestling with all his friends. Okay. And, I didn't hear that part. And yeah, it's fantastic. Wow. And he loves to surf. He's desperately trying Mm -hmm. to broaden out a little, Mm -hmm. but he is remarkably intelligent.
3: Don't you have the feeling that every, like, as he's talking, he's like a robot trying to pretend he's human? Yes. Like, I'm a person. And we'll play that example in just a moment because Jamie
1: Lissow, Lissow. Crushed it. Right, good. Uh, Is here, and he is actually going to be on One Nation this weekend if we come to terms with him because they're even stricter than the dry bar terms. (laughs) Back in a moment.
0: Thanks for basting the turkey while listening to the best of Brian Kilmeade. Happy Thanksgiving from all of us at the Brian Kilmeade Show. Breaking
4: news, unique opinions. Hear it all on the Brian Kilmeade Show. Basically, the background here is the FBI, I think, basically came to us, some some folks on our team. I was like, hey— um, just so you know, like you should be on high alert. There was the, we, we thought that there was a lot of Russian propaganda in the 2016 election. We have it on notice that basically there's about to be some kind of dump of, of, um, uh, that's similar to that. So just be vigilant. I think it was five or seven days when it was basically being, um, being determined whether it was false. Um, the distribution on Facebook was decreased, but people were still allowed to share it. So you could still share it. You could still consume it. Did they specifically say you need to be on guard about that story? I, I No. I, I don't remember if it was that specifically, but it was. It basically fit the pattern.
1: Jamie Lissow here. You're hearing this for the first time, Jamie, right? Mm, yeah. So what is your take? This is like two and a half hours in after going over grappling and UFC and okay. uh, uh, Oculus glasses. He comes out and he's talking about the New York Post getting their, I, I, their whole newspaper was brought down. Their account was frozen. If you retweeted it, you were frozen out of Twitter. And this story was suppressed on Facebook. Miranda Devine came on earlier, who had who wrote the book "Laptop from Hell," and Jamie. She said that they were the first. And if Facebook didn't take the aggressive action, Twitter
3: wouldn't either. So, what do you think about his delivery? Do you believe a word he's saying? Dude, when I fe- when I first heard Rogan talking to Zucker but my first thought was I want to be on Rogan and then I was able to really listen and um it's this makes it's hard not to I'm not kidding it's hard not to curse almost right I want to say like be this is such bull like it's I don't believe I don't believe anything he's saying Oh, we just let
1: well, the FBI briefed me generically, and then this came across, and I was surfing at the time, and I just said, well, why don't we just sink it? By the way, really? I thought the algorithm was supposed to be pure, where if there's a popular story, becomes number one. Right. No, I'm going to sink it and make it hard, and both sides were mad at me. Believe me, the Democrats
3: were not mad at you. Oh. Absolutely. He's, and doesn't it sound like he's kind of making up some... It, there comes a moment where I go, I think he's trying to say whatever he... Like, I think he's in his head. Right. And he's analyzing every word he's saying to not get in trouble. There's a moment where I feel that. Like, uh, whenever I hear Zuckerberg talk, I feel like he's just, like, a million percent trying... Like, he's got... like he, During this interview, he took a break and plugged himself in for a half hour. <laughs> I like, need to see recharge. There's this moment where... Dude, Rogan is... I feel like that's why Rogan's so good, because he gets him comfortable. Right. He gets him in there for three hours, and that's why we get these admissions...
1: Are you comfortable now?
3: Yeah, I feel good. Thank you. I feel comfortable.
1: Hey, Eric, can you play the other Rogan cut? Okay.
4: Is there regret for not having it evenly distributed and for throttling the distribution of that story? What do you mean evenly distributed? I mean evenly in that it's not suppressed. It's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it sucks. Mm. Well, forgiven. (laughs)
3: It
1: sucks. It sucks that... A crack-addicted son was doing international business deals with his dad, benefiting prohibitively. It's not a matter of George W. Bush getting a DWI, what he would have did when he was 20, right. which really affected the election against John, uh, against Al Gore. Mm-hmm. This is different. This it really affects who you vote for because it's going to affect how we deal with our adversaries.
3: And you just said it. It's not. I hear some folks go like, "Well, it's his son. What does it have to do with him?" Well, take away all that. What about the fact that there's the big, the big guy? Fought, you know, he's benefiting. From from some of these things. Right. That, that's the connection, right? right? You can't do that.
1: But it, but out of all the sons that could drop off their laptop oh. in a repair shop, what are the odds? What do you think it was like in the Biden house? And they go, excuse me, where's your laptop?
3: Can you, can, I don't know. Did you know he took it to a place called You Break It, We Leak It? Which, <laughs> I did the,
1: not know that.
3: Yeah. And I at did. first they couldn't get it open because it was stuck shut. But then right. they um, nah, I'm just We kidding. don't know why. He likes candy. He's a big fan of candy. And uh, what... What if you're the presence on K? Don't you have? And he's the—he's supposed to be the young guy. I could see if, like, I'm an older guy, I make right. a mistake. I, tell, I don't know that you can get things off of a laptop. Of all the, he's like the young guy. Shouldn't he know that there's a horrible mistake? Right. Don't you got a guy?
1: Well, how about this? He writes a book, goes on a book tour, and doesn't have an answer to the question, was that your laptop? He goes, I don't know. I don't know. You gotta plan I mean, I mean, on that you one. Know. Don't beach me if that's my laptop with me
3: with hookers smoking crack. Dude, this guy. But I'm still gonna write a book. My guy, I blame Biden a little bit, because I heard when he paid him his allowance, he would roll up the dollar bills like cocaine straws, Again, which...
1: That's a great point. That's your research. That's you know, your research. I,
3: I do deep dives. Jamie will be on One Nation.
1: It...
0: You think this is the Brian Kilmeade show? To are rolling left, with the grain, and down he goes. Slung down
3: in his own 48-yard line, Josh Tupu. And
0: uh-oh. Well, we saw last week, and he went down. He got up, was wobbly. The training staff comes out, and of
3: course, the last thing the Dolphins wanted to see. I mean, last week it looked for all the world. Everybody thought. Head injury, concussion, passed the protocol, came back second half, led him to a victory,
1: and, and, and Al Tupo slams him to the ground. So what happened is, uh, to. Uh was basically have, just having a career year. Everyone said that he's overrated. They never should have drafted him. The other coach got fired because he wanted to use him. And now he's having this great start. Well, two week, uh, last Sunday, he got hit so hard he walked, and then he f- f- fell almost flat on his face. Then he got up again and almost fell. He stayed in the game. He'd gone out of the game. Uh, he stayed in the game, would finish it off, and they'd win. He said, well, I had a bruised back. Well, after this hit... He almost looked like he was paralyzed. Yeah. And uh, Jamie Glissow was here. And, uh, Jamie, this was on Amazon. So a lot of people d- figured to themselves, okay, I've I got to figure out how to work this. Uh, but now we're missing Thursday Night Football. A lot of people go, how do you do this? You know, your smart TV
3: is right. confusing to some. What's your reaction to this? Yeah, I can, I can barely watch the video. I, st- I feel like as a 40-year-old man, I feel like I just turned 47 years ago. But um, <laughs> oh. I feel like... It's he I feel like he needs people looking out for him because if you're in your 20s and someone says you get out there and play I think he's going to play like I don't know if he knows I think we needed the NFL n- neurologist to say like take a break it's just it, I hate it's horrifying for me to watch I think it's terrible that he's there is it's beyond it's just football.
1: Like, so so here, here's the thing. There is, there is a concussion protocol over what's happened over the last 10 years with head injuries and the suicides that took place. There's yeah. plaque that builds up in the brain after a series of hits. It's like a nonstop car accident. So when you get a concussion, you can't touch. You're out. You have no choice. Right. It's not up to you. And it looks like Miami bypassed the protocol mm-hmm. twice. So, I mean, to put him back in the game on Thursday and leave him in the game on Sunday, right. this is a team that's already being sanctioned by making a move to get Tom Brady. Evidently, there was this thing in place you never thought was true. To get Brady from the Bucs, make him a part owner, but let him finish out his career in the Dolphins. Really? He had a team. That's called tampering. Right. So they're being fined, and he almost got suspended. And now you have this happening, and they had another coach accuse him of racism. Uh, for firing him because he's black, which is a uh, uh, Brian Flores, you know about that. So now you have this on top of that. So Miami can't do. It always seems to be getting itself in trouble.
3: Yeah, you know, I feel bad for. I feel bad for the uh, backup quarterback. He's like, C- "You guys, could I play?" And they're like, nah, we're gonna risk this guy's life." That's how much. <laughs> this is so much better this, is this guy's in. He's got
1: a brain injury, yeah. and we'd still we're still gonna give go shot. with him. Yeah.
3: We're, gonna, so we're gonna stay with him. Yeah, but you guys, my head feels fine. I could get in there. They're like,
1: nah, we're gonna." Uh, and Teddy Bridgewater did go in, and they did lose twenty-seven uh, yeah. fifteen. So to the Cincinnati Bengals, who won again. So Jamie's here. Jamie's going to be doing uh, Gutfeld. You did Gutfeld last night. Yeah. And then you're going to well, you did Omaha. Are you going to go to going to Foxwoods this weekend with Greg Gutfeld on so October first? Yeah, Foxwoods, and you've never worked with Greg on stage, have
3: you? I have not. So what he do don't even know what he wants you to do? I don't. I just said yeah. I I just said uh, for my um. Comedy's been hard for me, so when someone offers me a gig, I just have an auto-reply that says I'll take it. <laughs> and so I don't know what this gig entails. Into- I think I'll just be doing an opening set, right. and then I know we're doing some kind of fun meet and greet. And I saw a video of the last you show he did. Are you afraid of
1: him or something? Like, why wouldn't you ask? Why wouldn't you say, well, what do you want me to do? Like, Does he does he
3: put fear in you? No, I just I don't want to ask a lot of questions. I'm a terrible, like, negotiator, just everything. I go, yeah, I'll do would It's my birthday, and I was supposed to be in Des Moines, Iowa, which nothing against Des Moines. Do you think, as I as you get older, I feel like guys will go, ah, it's a birthday, who cares? I think we care a tiny bit. <laughs> so that I think we saying? care a tiny bit. And then, so, like, I think, I'm so excited to be with Greg on my birthday. I was just like, I'm in. Let's do it. And so, But I should follow up because it's tomorrow. Right. I'm, again, ordering. I'm not your manager. Yeah.
1: But with the follow-up question is, what do you want me to do? I don't think it's right. too, uh, right. there's no arrogance there. I think people would say. Uh, necessary
3: yeah I should follow up with a question right
1: Uh, we'll play this back and maybe you can learn from it Uh, so on the 13th is you going to take off for two weeks after that it's a two-week celebration for your birthday so I'm so uh, my
3: next gig is on the 13th I'm very I don't know well you're going to do wise guys in Salt Lake City yeah but I'm trying to figure out what am I doing that week in between I am taking that yeah I'm going to see my kids for one week all right. You just realized that? Yes, I just realized that. And they're in Alaska. They're in Alaska. And so, yes, October 13th, I'm at the Wise Guys in Salt Lake City. And I believe October 15th is this place called CB Live in Phoenix, Arizona. Both of them, I think, big, uh, big uh, fox markets is what I'm hearing. Oh, yeah. Oh,
1: absolutely. Phoenix and Salt Lake City would be huge. In fact, Ainsley was just there for her book uh, right there, the children's book that you wanted to write, that you've kind of stole your idea. Oh. so glad you were born. And um, she was just in Salt Lake City. They sold out uh, right away. Wow. Right. And uh, all she has to do is show up and talk. You have to actually be funny.
3: Yeah. This is so cool. My, uh, my parents actually collaborated on a book called I Wish You Weren't Born. Which is good. Uh, so you are going to sue her different. then. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. It's a different theme. It kind of ends sad. We all cry at the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, um, that would be very interesting if Ainsley and you were ever on the same panel because I would... Still use that joke. That would, you, in fact, I would ask Greg, Just, yeah. I would love to do it with Ainsley just for that joke. Yeah, the
3: whole book is um, my parents not following their dreams.
1: <laughs> and having you ruin them. Yeah, yeah. Well, they had big dreams, <laughs> and then you were born. Yeah, exactly. I'm not telling you what to do. It's your dream. Uh, October 15th <laughs> at CB Live in Phoenix, Arizona on the yeah. 20th to 22nd in Jacksonville, Florida. They love Fox in Jacksonville.
3: Oh, awesome. That's a cool club. Where are you in Jacksonville? It's Florida? called the Comedy Zone. Where is that? It's in uh, I don't. All I know is Jay. I know that area. I don't know if you remember, but I don't ask follow up questions. So I know when that's I get true. Gigs.
1: <laughs> November third, uh, Levity Live in West Nyack, and then wow, you're going to work right through right up to election day. Are you going to work on election day coverage?
3: I will. I better be asked to do right. something. You I and Hammer at the
1: board. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and then you go to the Funny Bone November fourth and fifth. Uh, and over the 13th you're going to be off the hook in Naples,
3: Florida. Let's hope they're they're better by now. Yeah,
1: I just talked to someone over
3: there cuz I was just worried and they the, he said the venue's okay but it's a disaster area.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean that's the richest area in the country so they obviously people have wherewithal to get and they also can afford the insurance. Yeah. Hell so yeah. it's so interesting cuz I have a house in Florida. And every time I call the insurance one of the options is if you're here to complain about the the rise in insurance rates hit a number. Wow! Now I'm going wow because I just got them. I didn't know they were ever low. <laughs> I just thought they were astronomically high. But that they must have had to double them
3: or triple them. Wow! So now, I mean, that's some self awareness that they have. A press this button to complain about. Right. We know you're not going to be happy.
1: I mean, basically, uh, go ahead, yell. I mean, they're not going to negotiate with you. It's probably yeah. more of a site. Do you think it's more of a therapist on the other end? It
3: might be. I heard if you call the Dolphins, they go press takes if you got a concussion and we put you in by mistake. Right,
1: and that it's would right be this there. one guy.
3: That's how often.
1: Right. We'll see how he is. This guy could be done for the season.
3: I know. It's really, it's really, uh, it's really tragic. What's interesting?
1: He... You chose that. I gave you a couple of options on news stories. You chose that, and then you go, "But I'm not a sports
3: fan." Yeah, I don't get involved with sports until something like this happens. Until it's – I just feel like there's a – what do I know? But I I just think at certain points in our life when we're in our 20s or 30s, I think we sometimes put too much of a priority on things we don't realize might not – football might not mean anything to this – hate to say it, but football might not mean anything to this guy in 10 years. Like, right. if you, Like my favorite UFC fighters, they quit in their prime – to become announcers or actors or, and it's really hard because they're crushing it they're making money and it takes a special kind of person i think to look at the big view and go i want to have kids and i don't want it to mess up my life but um, you
1: that's a good i mean physically you want to you want to you want to survive right here's what i would say you can't be a champion for a long time in the ufc because everybody's a lethal weapon right i mean you could only win so many duels and you could be the most skilled guy in the world or woman and because i was i did the first four and I used to do it when there were no rounds. and yeah. I used to. I didn't fight in it. I did the easy part. I announced it and did the post game. And you could see these all these lethal weapons, matching wits, and f- different ways to not beat you, to knock you out, so you don't try to hit them back. Yeah. Because you will get knocked out by them. So to me, uh, that is the
3: situation where get in, get out. Completely. You're so. Do you remember those first UFCs where they would? You. There were no rules. You could like punch someone in the private parts. That was I a was move. There.
1: You were About, there? Oh no, uh, you got you no eye gouging. You yeah, get
3: knocked out or choked out. It's the only way to end it. It was like, wasn't it um Gracie crushing it uh, Remember they didn't understand it wasn't Henzo, it was uh I can The hoist. Remember like they didn't understand at first like what an arm bar was? And so a guy would like be punching hoist and they would go, Oh, he's got his arm tied up or something. He's like, He won. Like no one <laughs> no one understood what the about the arm bar? They didn't well, understand. Oh yeah. What happened
1: is he weighed 165 pounds. All these other guys were monsters, Ken Shamrock, two thirty, yeah, yeah. solid muscle cut out of stone. And within ninety minutes, ninety seconds, they'd be on the ground. Yeah. And also, the one thing about the judo guys, the way the Gracie's did they take a lot of blows. Like you could be punching him in the face and right. be on the and you could be on your back if you're a and you're winning.
3: Yep. Right. Yep. All it takes is yeah. Right. So Jamie, a lot up. of times,
1: if I see you in a fight and you're getting punched in the face, are you winning? Yeah. Or just no?
3: assume that I'm about to pull something. <laughs> up. Yeah. I'm always winning. Don't even help you. Right? Don't even... No, Jamie's yeah. in trouble. No, 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 no. Yeah. He's got him right. That guy's about to tap. Right. So you watch people do onboards. You never said to yourself, I want to do that. I did. I took... Uh, I went to Henzo Gracie as a place in New York City, and I did go there for a couple of years. I never got... A couple of years? Yeah, I never got, like, never advanced in my belts and stuff. I think I got, like, a blue belt, but what a fun... Is it fun? I loved it so much. I, th- I feel like it's... You know when you have to exercise when you're older and everything seems like a chore? Yeah. Like, you're like, I'm going to the gym. It was the most fun, like, rolling, doing jujitsu. Jujitsu was, like, so much fun. It's just like time would fly by. And you're sort of fighting for your life, right? Like, you don't want to get, like, choked out. So it's like this cardio, but it's also like this survival thing. And I absolutely loved it.
1: You know what's interesting is that Zuckerberg went on with Joe Rogan. Mm -hmm. And he does jiu-jitsu yeah and that's he says he well he just loves it and all his friends do it wow would you think differently do you think differently of him
3: now i don't think i believe he has friends but i (laughs) um i think that's cool whenever i hear someone does yeah jiu-jitsu i wrestled in high school did you do any high school sports uh did uh, soccer right through college okay whenever i run into someone that like wrestled in high school or did you just I feel like there's a weird bond there because there were so many hard things about like making weight and yeah. like the the battle and competitiveness I always get along with everybody But so here's the thing for, uh, You feel like there's a bond but yeah. do they like, I do, will
1: like do they like do you go hey you wrestled and do you you put it out there and do they respond and say there's a bond <laughs> Because I'm worried that you think there's a feel like, like I'm bond. forcing it. Yeah. That's what I mean. Because you're the same guy with no follow-up questions. That's, that's a really When Greg says, point. would you want to go to Foxwoods? So, I mean, how am I supposed to trust
3: your <laughs> instincts on on this bonding with sports? That's a good point. Do you ever notice at UFC, I saw a UFC fight last night. I was just watching, like, a replay of one. Sometimes after they fight, they try to fight each other. Have you ever seen that? They go, get I'll fight this guy. <laughs> how do you stop and fight? You're like, you guys right? just fought for fifty. 50- but then you lost, right? You can't fight the guy now.
1: That's You know, Holyfield had the best response. And they said, you know, he bit your ear. And he goes, yeah, he's mad at me, but we're in a fight. <laughs> like he did. I laughed out loud, you know, and I'm like, we're in a fight. What else do you want? That's I mean, amazing. You know, it's not like we're at the library. Right. And things got out of control. So we were talking about um uh, we were talking about. We pulled out a passion for late night TV, especially you. That's it used to be the place where comedy comedians made it. Yeah. I was talking to another uh, comedian, John Chris, last week, and he said a friend of his went up on uh, Tonight Show. not the, His ticket sales didn't budge. Yeah. You know, it's just that you got to do it on your own. You do it on YouTube. You do it. Things have certainly changed. So one of the places that wasn't doing stand-up, I know, but one of the places where you really arrived is if you were in Jon Stewart with The Daily Show. Yep. That was totally different with Trevor Noah. Here's Trevor Noah making the announcement last night after seven years, cut 33.
0: Everything we've gone through, you know, the Trump presidency, the, the pandemic, uh, just the journey of, you know, the more pandemic. Um, <laughs> and, and, and I realized that after the seven years, um, my time is up. I, uh, yeah, but in, 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 the most, in the most beautiful way. He's honestly.
1: done. Uh, what, do you, what do you think? I thought on? he was terrible. I mean, just terrible. It's tough following John Stewart, who hate, you know doesn't like me and hates his network, but he uses his network, of, but he was creative, mm-hmm. funny. I mean, I looked at that, where he's, he found sound and did stuff. I'm like, these great writers, great performance, point of view, place to go. Even though, you know, he does not have positive views of anybody in this channel, maybe outside Bill O'Reilly, who seemed to like a little bit, and Judge Napolitano. But I could appreciate him. I, I, I looked at Trevor Noah. I never thought his jokes were clever. They're like Mack trucks coming down the, the street. Mm-hmm. And we know he doesn't like Trump. And, and it was, and during the pandemic, it was unwatchable.
3: It was. Absolutely. And, but my but question. He sells was,
1: out arenas.
3: Sells out arenas. Do you think, why do you think he's leaving? Because I don't know if I, I think if he was number one, would he be leaving The Daily Show if people were if people were watching that show? I do you think, I don't that's think so. Part
1: of it? I mean, you you think you realize he's not going anywhere and they can't fire. Uh, they have trouble firing a minority right now for a prom position. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Uh, the other thing is, he's got this thriving stand up. Yeah. I mean, I just told you I was I was walking by the where the magic play. I don't know what they call it now. It used to be the Amway Center. Maybe it is. And his name was in hell. I go, who's he performing with? Himself. It sells out. That's wild. So I don't know if they if they cover half the seats, but even ten thousand, that's unbelievable to me.
4: Yeah,
3: unbelievable. I do, uh, not to brag, but a lot of my shows are standing room only if we remove enough chairs.
1: Right. That's, yeah. I did not know that. Uh-huh. See, again, and not to, you're not bragging. It doesn't come off No, no. Just, uh, just reporting the facts, you know. Right. But again, as yourself. The other thing I'm, I'm admiring about, you talk about what you were watching on television. You have total control of what you watch on television. Right? Yes. What is that like? You like, mean? I didn't know that you could put on sports. You could actually keep the TV off. <laughs> what is that like, controlling the TV?
3: Because you, you can't control the TV because of a lady.
1: Right. Uh, yeah. I will come in and like, really? Watching the news again? Well, yeah, I'm hoping to make sense tomorrow. Right. Right. So, <laughs> I mean, doing like every homework. time, like, no sports. Really? You don't want to see me happy at all. Yeah. Right? I mean, uh, Aaron Judge is going for 61, and I care why. This is the give and take if you wow. live
3: with somebody. I tell people all the time, because I recently got divorced, and people go like, oh, I'm so sorry, and I go, no. <laughs> oh, no. There's a lot of good. Like I'm not
1: saying I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I don't want any of Of course. Yeah. Of course. Because this is on a WABC. Almost everybody I know listens.
3: It's a one, So no, I'm a very happy marriage. I just have no control of this. Stay either. married. I think it's a wonderful thing. But say somebody runs into a situation like mine where you kind of like you find yourself getting divorced. That's not ideal, but that's what happens. I always try to make them feel better because I go, dude, like there's, wait till you see what happens. Like, like last night I wanted pizza for dinner and, and I just ordered it. You ordered that's it. That's the whole story. You don't need any more. No one told me I was a piece of crap or anything. <laughs> I had pizza the night before. <laughs> yeah. But it's, a, it's isn't it interesting how we, I don't remember the last time, I don't remember the last time I went to a hotel and turned on the TV. Can't remember. Like, I don't think I've really? ever, definitely 10 or That's, 10 years or something. That saddens me. Does it? Because I'm on TV. Oh, somewhere. but I watch. Fox. Yeah, on my Phone. I dial it up on my computer. I do my YouTube. Save. We get to pick whatever we want. You know, like, there's. I don't do, like, the let's see what's on. Right. Hey, Josh, did you give him
1: the same rap you gave me?
3: What was that?
0: Oh, okay. Because he told me. Well, I just thought you were ignoring it. A whole lot to be thankful for. Family, friends, and the best of Brian Kilmeade. Happy Thanksgiving from The Brian Kilmeade Show. The more you listen, the more you'll know. It's Brian Kilmeade.
1: He is a riot, and he's a great writer, too. Just a quick note, on December 2nd, I'm going to be at the New Jersey Performing Arts Center. I want you to all join me there. A few tickets left, briankilmeade.com. I think I'm going to be joined by WABC legends, at least he said it is Sid Rosenberg, but I know it's Friday night's his date night uh and sat and also frank morano and i feel bad because frank's going to be up all night but he says he's going to come by so hopefully everyone will see i'll be able to see you out there it's going to be like no other if you like the show if you like history if you love the country you will love us uh, seeing us on stage also pat o'rourke the outstanding comedian will open all things up brian kilmicho happy thanksgiving